0: Take us with you. Download HIV Care Tools today.
1: Welcome to Nika in the Know, a podcast for healthcare providers in the HIV field. I'm Mariana Breitman. Today, we're sitting down with John Farragon for a special edition episode to talk about an emerging issue in the COVID-19 pandemic: the recent authorization of a bivalent vaccine. Thanks so much for being here, as always, John.
2: Yeah, thanks, Marianna. Glad to be here today to discuss, uh, you know, I think an important topic for people.
1: So, John, it looks like the FDA has just authorized a bivalent COVID vaccine. What can you tell us?
2: Yeah. So, thanks, uh, Mariana. So, since this, um, since we decided to do this topic, there's been a couple things. Obviously, the the, um, the FDA, you know, released the emergency use authorization for the bivalent. Uh, Vaccines and also the CDC has updated their recommendations as well. So, um, but on August 31st uh, of uh, 2022, uh, the amended um, emergency use authorization for both Moderna and the Pfizer vaccines, uh, these are now authorized as bivalent formulations. Uh, The vaccines were actually allowed to be used, uh, and these are going to be used as single booster doses, uh, which should be given at least two months following a primary or booster vaccination we'll talk a little bit about more about that in a second so what we're going to kind of call these i think and i think this is what the what the uh FDA and the CDC will call these is the updated uh, boosters or bivalent boosters and and basically what they did with these uh with these boosters is that both of them are going to contain two messenger RNA components of the SARS-CoV-2 virus so if you remember the original virus um uh, vaccine or the vaccine for COVID-19 contain the original strain of the SARS-CoV-2. And that's what we've been getting all along. So anybody that's gotten vaccinated, whether it's for, whether they use the, um, the mRNA vaccines, whether it was for, uh, the Moderna or the Pfizer, you basically got the same kind of similar spike protein, uh, is, is what, is what the, uh, is what the mRNA was, was made to. So what they did now is that they actually combined, um, in these, uh, in these bivalents, half of it is the, um, the original strain, and half of it is the BA four and BA five lineages, which is part of the Omicron variant, which is the, which what is circulating right now in the United States. Um, while they are both used for COVID uh, nineteen, there are some different age cutoffs are different. So the Moderna is eighteen and older, and for Pfizer, they've had kind of a better uh, a better platform more data, I think, in, in younger patients, and they have data now for twelve years and older as well. So for those of you who have young kids. You know, if you have uh, kids that are 12 or older, they're actually now uh, eligible to get the Pfizer, BioNTech, um, uh, this bivalent uh, vaccine as well. So I think this is a big, uh, a a big. I think, uh, in my mind at least, I think a big change in in the vaccine. So we've been continue to get vaccines that are based off the the original one, and now we'll be getting a vaccine that actually is at least close to what's circulating now in the United States. Uh, this BA four and BA five lineages, which I think is a I think a huge um, I think a huge step in the right direction and it has some very very similar um, overtones of flu vaccine, right? you know basically you're getting you get a strain, you know what's there that year you predict what it's going to be and then you then you make a vaccine hopefully that works for that for that season. So again, I think there's going to be some similarities here with what we see for flu than what we're seeing here for the COVID-19 vaccinations.
1: This is really great news. Now, what do providers and patients need to know?
2: So, the first thing to know is that you know most of what I'm going to cover today is is pretty much from the FDA press release, um, which uh, you know again is uh, most of this is is just information that they they release. But uh, as you all know, there's the, these bivalent COVID-19s. They include this mRNA component of the original strain, and that will provide kind of a broad immune response that's protective against hopefully against COVID-19 and any new variants. Uh, but this mRNA component to the Omicron variant is actually Im- important, that, is that it's, at, it's going to give you some protection against the current circulating variant, which I've, which I've mentioned already. Um, right now, if you look in the United States, the, this is the vast majority of cases are from the BA4 and BA5 lineages. Uh, and those are what they're predicting will probably circulate this fall and winter. Now, I want to be careful with that because we've done these, you know, we make these predictions sometimes, and sometimes they don't pan out. So who knows? They say this now. Today, you know, in August, early September, that you know, BA four and B five is what's going to be here for the fall and winter. But who really knows? Um, but for each bivalent COVID nineteen vaccine, the FDA based its decision on basically the the totality of all the evidence that's available. So they had a lot of safety data that was uh, that was um, presented, efficacy data for each of those vaccines. Uh, they had safety immunogenicity data, which is obtained from a clinical study uh, of the bivalent COVID nineteen vaccines. Um, and again, a lot of that has is from the BA1 lineage, not the BA4 or 5, but the BA4.5 is so similar to the BA BA1 that you know, they kind of um, use similar data for, for some of the, uh, the, the data sets to to lead to the authorization. And then there's some non-clinical data, which was obtained uh using uh COVID-19 vaccines that contain the mRNA of the original strain and mRNA with the BA4 or five. And this is what they use for some of the immunogenicity data. So, what we hope for here is that basically, based on the data from um, the b a one data that they had and some of the safety data from the people who got the b a four b five and then some of the some of the data from the uh, the individual immunogenicity data that there'll be uh, increased protection if patients get this uh, vaccine now. and hopefully, um you know if if the b a four and five remain to be the the main variants for the fall and winter,' we'll, this will be providing. You know, some significant protection for people so that we don't have another surge like we had last year in January when we had a lot of people getting getting sick. That was with Delta, if you remember uh, back in January, of, 20, um, January of, of 2022.
1: Got it. So most importantly, who is eligible to receive this new vaccine?
2: Yeah, so I'm going to go over this in detail. Um, and this is the most important question. And I, and I think people, um, just please note that at the time um, you know, uh, this recording now the CDC guidance is available, and this is very, very similar. And the FDA information for the EOA was very, very similar. So, I'm going to um, keep saying one thing it's going to be two months. It's going to be two months, is what you're going to hear a lot. All right. So, first, uh, if you're 18 and over, over, and you're eligible for a single booster of uh, the Moderna vaccine, bivalent, if it's been at least two months since you've completed the primary vaccination series. Or have received the most recent booster dose of any of the authorized, approved monovalent COVID-19 vaccines. So I want to be very clear here. So the these boosters that we're talking about here, these bivalent boosters, will not be given to people who have not received the primary vaccination. So if you have not received uh, two doses of Moderna, two doses of Pfizer, or one dose of, um, of let's say, uh, Janssen, and then there's Novavax too. But if you have not received those uh, those initial doses you cannot receive this booster. This booster is only to be used for, for boosting for people who've already received their primary vaccination series. So whether they, so for some people, that primary vaccination series is just the two doses and then they got one booster. For some people for over 50, you may have gotten another booster. You may have actually gotten four. If you're in a you're going compromise, you've already gotten four. So again, there's all these different rules. But at the end of the day, I want people to make sure they understand that these bivalent um, uh vaccines are only going to be for use for boosters, not for any part of the primary series. And for people who are not uh, not uh, vaccinated with the primary series of either moderna Pfizer or one of the other vaccines, if you haven't gotten the original you know the the, the first series uh two dose series for moderna and Pfizer, you would not be eligible for one of these uh, um uh, for one of these bivalent boosters until you went through that series and waited another additional two months. that's an, that's an important part. Um, So that's, so I covered Moderna 18 and over. So basically it's the same thing for, for Pfizer BioNTech, except for now it's going to be 12, uh, be 12 years and older. So, so the bottom line, these are for single boosters um, of bivalent vaccine for people who have received um, their primary vaccination series. And it's been at least two months since then, or two months since uh, one of the other previous boosters that shots that they may have actually, actually received. And just by the way, background here, Mary, I'm just going to touch base really quick on immunocompromised patients as well. Um, so um, on the CDC website, they have um, a COVID-19 vaccination schedule for most people. And um, there is there's it covers uh, pediatrics as well, uh, ages six through four years, but we're focusing mostly on adults here. But um, there is a, an at-a-glance uh, a piece that actually has some really good information on immunocompromised patients so if you're 12 years uh, years older and you got moderna or Pfizer in, in the past and you got your primary series and then you waited four weeks and you got your second dose right so you have your primary series done and then you got a booster um, of of the older version of, of Pfizer moderna and you may have actually gotten a second booster and a lot of people did get that so there's some people that actually got four uh, four of those um, uh, four of those uh, those doses now you can actually get the bivalent booster. So if even for moderately or severely immunocompromised patients, the bivalent booster is now the recommendation. As long as it's been at least two months since your since your um, since your last booster, um, uh, you know you can you can now get the bivalent the bivalent booster. If you were eighteen years of older and you pre- previously Janssen, so you just got the one dose Janssen, uh, uh, and let's say in four weeks after that you decided you know. I don't want the Janssen, but I got an mRNA dose. If you got that afterwards, that's okay. So as you've waited at least another two months, you can still get the bivalent booster as well. So for immunocompromised patients, I want to make sure it's clear that this bivalent booster is also being recommended for those patients as well. Now, there may be some people out there that may were never vaccinated. And now I've gotten this Novavax, which was one of the new vaccines that we haven't covered, uh, but it's a different platform, not an mRNA. But um, if you got for this one, you get your primary vaccine, and then in three weeks, you get another booster. And even then, after that, if you've waited another, another two months, you can now get this bivalent booster, even if you've got Novavax. So it's so a very clear, uh, clear recommendation from CDC that the bivalent booster should definitely be used also for moderately or severely immunocompromised. Now, just by way of completion, just to make sure we're covering everything today, make sure that people are also aware of, we forget about this sometimes, but we still have Evusheld which are the monoclonal antibodies that we have um, that, uh, that, that we can use for people who are 12 years and older, but must weigh at least 40 kilograms. Um, let's say you've gotten any dose of, of a primary uh, or, or a booster uh, and at least two weeks later, you can receive Evusheld. So let's say somebody had a reaction to an mRNA vaccine. And that's the situation we have with one of our patients in the hospital, in the, in the clinic. They got, their, they got their first dose of Moderna, had a reaction, and then they're like, well, they didn't get the second dose, so now what do we do? So what we've done for this patient is that every six months, we've given them every, every shell. So this should be given um, as, a, as a pre-exposure prophylaxis monoclonal antibody for those patients. And then um, basically, there's no minimum interval from the every shell to get a COVID-19 vaccine. So let's say um, if it wasn't a reaction, but they just hadn't gotten it yet, um, you know, it could potentially go back and get another vaccine as well. If if you're, uh, if you're, if you, because some, some patients are still getting heavy shelled, even though the fact they may be fully vaccinated, there may have been no problems with the vaccination at all, but they're getting heavy shelled just kind of as added protection if they're, if they're immunocompromised, especially in those patients who may be transplants or maybe severely immunocompromised, some HIV or other, or other, other issues. So bottom line is there are some specific guidelines and I encourage you to take a look at the CDC. They have on the CDC, they have a three page at a glance, like a vaccination schedule for COVID-19, which is also um, very, very helpful. All right. So kind of round this section out. okay, Mariana, we have um, we have the 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 two bivalent uh, boosters, mRNAs are pretty much now available for for everybody who's due for a booster. Pretty much this is what this is what you're going to do, but not for the primer, not. Not for people who have not received a primary series um, a series yet. And for compromise very similar recommendations. And then you also have the abuse show.
1: John, what can you tell us about how this bivalent vaccine was developed?
2: Um, I think many of us know um, that these, uh, these bivalent uh, um, forms contain that mRNA from the SARS-CoV-2 virus. It's that spike protein, right? And then the original strain... Uh, virus And then there's also the variant lineages, B4 and 5-spike protein. So uh, what I want to talk about really quick is that um, there may be continued vaccine hesitance around. So it's really important to note that the FDA did evaluate a lot of the immunogenicity and safety data from a large clinical study of booster dosing um, uh, of a bivalent COVID-19 that contained a component of the original strain and a component of the Omicron lineage BA1. So the safety data is coming from the BA1 data, and the FDA really considers that this is supportive of kind of the same thing as the BA4, BA5 lineages. For just to be clear, when people ask about the safety data, where that's coming from, it's actually come, coming from a study of the BA1 uh, and a combination of the BA1 and the original strain of, uh, of SARS-CoV-2, not the BA4, BA5. But again, this is what we do with 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 other other vaccines as well, and the 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 BA four, BA five, and the BA one are very very similar uh, from a uh, from a standpoint of, of immunogenicity. Um, if you look at Moderna, uh, this was looked at. Uh, the FDA analyzed uh, immune response data from approximately six hundred patients. They were all eighteen years of, uh, or older, and they had previously received that the two dose primary series and then one booster dose of. of Monovalent Moderna, and then they, the participants received the second booster of either monovalent uh, Moderna or this investigational bivalent uh, COVID nineteen. So these are people that are looking for their fourth dose, right? And they got either Moderna, the the, the previous version, just the monovalent, or they got the bivalent. And after twenty eight days, they um, they followed them, and um, the the response, uh, who we see, the bivalent vaccine was better. Uh, than the immune response of those who received just the monovalent uh, version. This is against the BA-1, which again is very similar to the BA-4 or 5. So the study that looked at the safety again, looking at BA-1 and, and the original strain uh, included approximately 800 participants, 18 years of old, who previously received at least a two dose primary series of Moderna, and then at least, uh, had at least received one booster. And then they received either the, this monovalent Moderna or the bivalent Moderna. Um, and again, the study participants who received the bivalent vaccine—if you looked at adverse events—the most common things were pain, reticence, swelling at the injection site. Nothing uncommon that we haven't seen before. And then the common constellation of symptoms that we see in people who get vaccines: fatigue, headache, muscle pain, joint pain, chills, swelling of the lymph nodes in the same arm of the injection, nausea, vomiting, and, f- and fever. All things that we that we've seen were very very similar in this in this BA1 um, original, and original strain kind of combination, um, uh, uh, safety study. So what about for Pfizer? So this, they looked at 600 patients as well, 55 and older who had received at least a two dose primary series of, of, uh, Pfizer BioNTech and also one booster dose. Um, and then they basically, uh, the patients were to get a second booster and they got either the monovalent or they got the bivalent, um, uh, of the the which one which which had the original anti-Omicron BA1 um, anywhere from four to thirteen months after this after the first booster dose. So at one month, the immune response was looked at for the patients who got that BA1 uh, and the original strain together, that's the bivalent. and it was better than the immune response for those who had received just the monovalent uh, 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 group. So this again, these are patients who were getting their fourth dose, whether they're getting the monovalent or the bivalent, the bivalent had a better immune response. And then that study was looked at again uh, to, to, to look at some of the safety data, um, and they they showed basically very similar safety issues with the Pfizer BioNTech as well: about pain, redness, swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle pain, chills, joint pain, and fever. So again, the story here basically is that you have you have two now uh, the two mRNA vaccines are now bivalent, so they they cover both BA four BA five and they also cover the original strain. Hopefully, providing two things: one, with the the with the original strain, hopefully providing broad protection against COVID nineteen. Which again, we know that these vaccines have worked uh, from previous data sets, right? And then you have this BA four BA five lineage, which also kind of covers you for the current um, the current strain of of COVID nineteen that's circulating in the United States. And hopefully, that will be the same the same uh, variant that will be circulating in the fall and winter this year and hopefully prevent that big surge that we had last year in, in December, January, February. Hopefully, that'll be less here in the United States.
1: John, this has been so informative. What else do folks need to know as we begin to wrap up?
2: Yeah, so I think the most important additional point to make is that it's not really always clear to everybody here, but the current, the so not the bivalent, but the monovalent, the one that we've been using for the longest time, by by them actually authorizing now these bivalent ones for boosters, um, technically the now the EUA for Moderna and Pfizer has really uh, for the original versions, right? Um, it's really removed the use of these monovalent Moderna and Pfizer for booster administration for individuals who're 18 years of age or 12 years of age, if you're talking about Pfizer. So to be to just to be clear, so. And if you're going to boost anybody now, if they've after they've already seen the primary series, you're not supposed to boost them with the old version. You're supposed to really boost them with the with the bivalent version. So technically, now the boosting with the older version of Moderna and Pfizer is really not what you want to do anymore. Uh, and technically, the EUA has been kind of removed for that. All right. So uh, the monovalent vaccines they continue to be authorized for the primary series, right? For those six months of age or, or older uh but the Pfizer um uh and the uh in the moderna you should you know for at least for people who who are eligible for bivalent uh boosters you should be using the bivalent version not the older version so again for some of those populations where we don't have the bivalent it's one thing but but for moderna and Pfizer for people who are eligible for for uh for bivalent whether you, if you're 12 and over if you're for for Pfizer and whether you're 18 or over for Moderna, you really shouldn't be using the older versions for for, for boosting. You should be using the bivalent version. That's an important just little kind of piece to to kind of make sure people are understanding.
1: John, thanks so much for joining us and telling us everything we need to know about this new bivalent booster and always keeping us up to date on the latest information regarding the COVID-19 pandemic. We really hope you learned something new today. To learn more about ATC's work and our role in ending the HIV epidemic, visit us at www.nikaatc.org That's www.necaaetc.org If you have questions or comments about anything we covered today, or if you have suggestions for topics you'd like to hear us talk about, don't hesitate to email us at podcast at org. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at org. Stay safe and we'll see you on Thursday for our next episode of Nika in the Know.